The call on the ice stands. We got a goal. I'm loving these kids. I want to adopt them. How's that? I want to clean them up and raise them as my own. What's up, Squid Squad? You're listening to the Squid Pod. I'm Dan Morris. This is my brother, Jeremy. How's it going, eh? And welcome to episode 15. Jeremy, do you know who the best number 15 ever is in the NHL? I'm, uh, I'm struggling to come up with a name here. Well, uh, it's the Maurice Richard episode, and let me tell you why. A little bit of fun fact, fun history. You might recognize Maurice Richard as number nine for the Montreal Canadiens. In fact, number nine is retired by the Canadiens, but his first two years in Montreal, he wore number 15. I did not know that. Yeah, that is that is a that is an actual fun fact. I was I'm always <laughs> skeptical when somebody says that, but that Maurice Richard. I I was gonna say when you said that, I was like, I I mean, I wear number nine, so I know a lot of the good number nines. And I was like, yeah, his number's retired in Montreal, like his number his number nine. So I did not know he wore number fifteen. You say his first two years? Uh, yeah, according to Hockey Reference, he wore it nineteen forty two to nineteen forty four. Okay, two or three years. Interesting. Yep. I did not. I did not know that. Thanks for the fun fact, man. I love learning new things. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, that, that that's good. That's good enough for me. Welcome to the Maurice Richard episode, I guess, because we obviously did Gordy Howe for number nine, so now we get him. Give him a little love. This yeah. uh, Maurice Richard is the the Maurice Richard Trophy is awarded every year to the league's highest uh, goal scorer. Um, that's right. Whoever scores the most goals wins the Maurice Richard Trophy, which Alex Ovechkin has taken home eight numerous times. times. Eight times, nine times, oh, a lot of times. Know. Not this year, though. Um, this year was Austin Matthews, right? Austin Matthews is the is the Maurice Richard winner this year with uh, forty one goals in the fifty six game season. So shout out to Austin Matthews for that. Yeah. Um, well, Maurice Richard episode, we will we will kick it off. Cracking news, right? The day after we recorded the last pod, the day before it came out, so we didn't mention it so at all. So close. The Kraken signed their first player. We did say, though, I think we both said, like, we, they should they'll probably sign them before we do another podcast, and they did. Welcome to the team, Luke Hedman. Luke Hedman, my favorite Kraken of all time. All-time favorite Hedman. Kraken player. I, 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 can't, I can't argue that one. No, it's the best. We yeah. finally have a player on our team, which is just wild to think about. Uh, I can't wait to see him in a jersey. Uh, for those that don't know, Luke Hedman, he's, what is he, is he a 21? He's 21 years old, six feet, only 168 pounds is what he's listed at. Uh, he was the captain of the QMJHL uh, Cape Breton Screaming Eagles. Is no, Armada. No, that's where he was drafted. Uh, sorry. The Armada, yes. He's the captain. He led the team in points last year. Uh, so, yeah, he's just... A very deserving signing. Like this, this kid looks like he could play in the NHL someday. Yeah, he's been uh, he's been more than a point a game player his last two seasons. He got seventy four points in sixty three games in two thousand nineteen twenty, forty three points in thirty two games this last year, um, and then he got twelve more points in nine playoff games. And I'm not sure they were still playing. I'm not sure if their season ended. I know they were still playing the other day because um, he scored the game winning goal the day after he signed with the Kraken. So big. <laughs> That's right. 
big weekend for Luke Hedman, but uh, he, he was also drafted in the 2018 NHL entry draft, fourth round, number 96 overall, by the Carolina Hurricanes. So would that uh, have been Ron Francis making that selection in 2018? 2018? Yeah, that was that was Ron Francis. Yeah. So that, so he's that already makes sense. It seems like we could have we guessed this then. <laughs> yeah, it feels like you dropped the ball, right? Because if you don't, for those who don't know, if you're drafted, that doesn't mean you're just like that that person's property forever. You you have, it's two years to sign your entry-level contract. So within the next two years from being selected in the draft, you must sign your standard three-year entry-level deal, which in the NHL is different than a lot of other sports. The rookies don't really have any negotiating power. There's a very little that can change, very little verbiage that can change. The money is pretty much the same, whether you're Connor McDavid or Sidney Crosby or you're Luke Henman. Your three-year entry level is pretty much the same. It's set up the same way. So uh, for Luke Henman, he must have just never signed his contract with the Hurricanes because he's been playing junior hockey since. And, you know, he, that, that makes him a free agent after two years. And Ron Francis swooped back in and really likes the kid. And he's bringing him on board with the Kraken. Yep, so we're excited to see where he goes. Where he goes from here, he could be the, very well suited up on on day one. Yeah, he could be. He he very well could be. He could be down in Palm Springs. He could be in Seattle. But he's definitely a a name to keep an eye on. And we're we're excited to start building our roster out. Uh, speaking of that, what have you? Uh, what have we heard about coaches? We didn't really talk about coaches on the last pod. And I know since the season's ended, we've we've had a couple a couple become available. Is that right? We did. Yeah, yeah. So let's see. Uh... John Tortorella was the name that I, I've heard the most prominent name out of Columbus. They announced that he's not going to have his contract renewed, so he will be available. Tortorella leaves Columbus Torrance as the winningest there. head coach in Blue Jackets history. Uh, he's he's really, I mean, this year, excluding this year, he's kind of won everywhere he went. Where was he before? Mm-hmm. New York. He did mm-hmm. not win in Vancouver, I guess. That was not great for him, but didn't he? Wasn't he somewhere else that he did pretty good? Or am I just thinking of New York and Columbus? Well, didn't he? Did he win the cup with uh, with Tampa Bay? No, that was. No, that yep. was somebody else. Was it? No, no 2003, was it? 2003, okay. 2004. That's right. Yeah, he won the okay. he won the Stanley Cup with Tampa Bay. Oh, don't question me. <laughs> <laughs> he no, uh, sorry. Yeah, I. I I got it pulled up here. Yes, no, he and, and the the season before the lockout, um, 2004, they played Calgary in a seven game series, and he, uh, which was as close as a Canadian team has gotten in a long time, was that year. Um, a long time. Yeah, now it's been a long time since then too. We're coming up on 20 years since then, but uh, but yeah, so he so he's and you know. He he's never, he hasn't got back to the finals since. It looks like he got to the conference finals with the Rangers. Yeah, with the Rangers yeah, once since then. The so he came close to the Rangers. It's hard. It's hard to win in hockey, you know. Like you get yourself in the playoffs as many times. He's coached every year. He's only missed the playoffs four times. So I mean, he's made it. You know, ten ten other years since he won the cup too. So he's in the playoffs more than he's not. He's a little bit of a controversial character sometimes. You know, he can he can be. He's good for a quote. He's good for a soundbite. He can be a little standoffish with the media at times. He can be, you know, kind of a prick. But, um, you know, he's hard-nosed. He's a little more old school. So it doesn't seem, in my opinion, like the way the Kraken would probably go. I think we've kind of talked about this before. Uh, I don't think anything's really changed in that regard. He, well, do, do you think, do you kind of agree there? Yeah, I, d- I don't think they're going to go this direction. Personally, I don't want them to 
sign John Tortorella. I don't really want a part of him. He's a very old school style coach. He likes to bench players for whatever reason. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He just... I, I, I don't generally enjoy his brand of hockey. Yeah. So I, I could, uh, personally, I want to stay away from John Tortorella. What about you? Yeah, I, I, I'm with you there. I think there's a lot of other names out there that I would much rather have than, than before John Tortorella. Um, you know, I'll, I'd try to convince myself if they did go with that or I had that higher, but I don't think they will, and I, I, I would not be thrilled about it either. Um, although, you know, when he coached in Vancouver and we were Canuck fans, it was fun to, to watch him go try and fight the Flames players. Oh, and then start a, and then unreal. and then start a line brawl and get put a kid out there in his first NHL game that ends up getting thrown out for an extra fight in the in three seconds into his first career game. So Kevin Bieksa <sighs> took a face off in that one. We had that was <laughs> Kevin Bieksa won that, the face off. <laughs> well, yeah, they all just dropped the gloves right away. He gets um, the face off win for it. I looked so it's weird. There would be certain <laughs> things that could be interesting with Tortorella, but ultimately, yes, it would suck to see your like leading goal scorer get benched for you don't know what reasons. Uh, because you're yeah. not privileged to be on the ice or in the locker room. So I, I'm with you there. Um, other names, I know Rick Tockett also became available, and I think I'd even be less excited about that if they went that direction. I don't think he's a realistic option. I just He's a name that's been an NHL coach that is not necessarily getting fired, but he's his, him and Arizona are just deciding not to renew his contract. They're both agreeing yeah. to part ways. Which is the same thing that's happening with Tortorella. Um yeah. And yeah, another name that just is not very exciting. Uh, it's not like Arizona's done a ton to really get excited about recently. They're not a bad team, but they're not a good... I mean, they missed the playoffs, so they're not a good team. Yeah. So, yeah. No. Sweet yeah, no coach thanks. Rumors, nothing that really excites me. <laughs> nothing Nothing that really excites me, but it does... We are, we, we are getting closer, and it's just going to happen all of a sudden. They've been very... So far, there's there's no cracks, there's no leaks coming out. Like I feel like with Vegas, there were more leaks, there were more there were more rumors, um, but even like the team name, everything they've been able to keep under wraps, and we haven't really gotten a good inside source yet. So we need them to go ahead and hire more people to start leaking some info to people like us, so we can we can start to find out what's going on ahead of time. But um, at this point, we're just gonna wake up one day and like the Luke Hedman thing, we're just gonna hear about it. So. Mm-hmm. It could happen any day. It it they they said Q two, which would be June thirtieth. So we're coming up on a month away from that. Right. Yep. Deadline's coming. Hey, by Deadline's... the way, speaking speaking of Vegas, Gerard Gallant is still available. Technically, that's a name that does excite me. What uh, about he you? interviewed with he interviewed with the Rangers uh, not too long ago, and it sounds like that went well. So uh, all signs point to him going to the Rangers. But as of right. As of this recording, Gerard Gallant, the former coach of the Vegas Golden Knights, is still a free agent. Mm-hmm. I've also seen people point out that Mike Babcock is is not is not uh, coaching a team and is available technically, but I I know he was on TV this year, so there, it seems like his image is starting to come back around as like an actual candidate. I again, I think even less than. John Tortorella is Mike Babcock a realist possibility, but it's a name that's been thrown out there, so I just wanted to put it out there. I know you're with me on this one. We we don't need Mike need Mike Babcock here. Nah, I don't need a Mike Babcock redemption tour here. I no, don't think they go that way either. I definitely don't think they do, but um, it is something that that other people have put out there. So 
So not really any new names. Uh, a couple new names, Tocket and Tortorella, are officially available. So it's it's just yep. immediately people something people link as, you know, when coaches become available, there's the coaching carousel every year. And this year there's an extra job. And the Kraken are just going to be thrown in with any coach that becomes available. There will always be a, would they be a fit here, talk? And so far nothing really jumps out. So um, Rod Brindamore is, it seems like, not going to be available, which is too bad. So um, Yeah, it does sound like Brindamore is going to sign a contract extension in Carolina. Yeah. So. But what's super the, the most exciting thing is whoever's behind the bench, it sounds like there's going to be a full barn. It sounds like there's going to be a full house cuz uh Inslee right. said on June on June 30th he's expecting everything to go back to normal. Um if we hit 70% I saw a vaccinated rate before then, it would even be earlier, but by June 30th he said I think the Mariners games are pretty much going to go back to full sellout crowds if they, well, you know. Probably a few sellouts. People will be excited to go back, yeah. but uh, they'll have a full stadium. Seahawks games can expect full stand, full uh, full stadium this fall, and Cloud Pledge Arena. We can expect that place to be packed on opening night as of this point, which is very very exciting. Oh, it's very exciting. So that's so if uh, we're expecting to go back to normal on June thirtieth, that's three months prior to the Kraken first hitting the ice. So yeah, that's that's time to really really. That's like their dropping. training. Their, their training yeah. camp and everything can be open to fans as they want it to be. There's there's seats yeah. there if whether they sell tickets or not. Like yeah. you know, there's 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 we're gonna we're gonna see some things live, and uh, I'm excited to to get out to the games next year. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. can't wait for that. So yeah. fun stuff in the fun stuff happening every day as we get closer. We're two weeks away, two and a half weeks away from the from the draft lottery. The draft lottery's coming up. It's uh, J- June June second. June second, right? So two so. weeks from the day this podcast comes out, um, two weeks <laughs> exactly, we will find out where the Kraken pick in the draft. And so the next pod, we will definitely be breaking down the names to look out oh, for yeah. once we know where they're picking. And we'll have a really solid idea of who who they could be getting. Yeah, that'll be exciting. Five uh, times ahead. Yep. But right now, right, right now the NHL playoffs. Just started. They kicked off on. Uh, but there was one game Friday, right? Or Saturday. Saturday. They started Saturday. One. Started yeah, Saturday. Washington, Washington Boston. Mm. Playoffs have started. They've gone full swing. We've got four overtime games already out of like six games total. Just and honestly, the best game of the of the week was probably Florida Tampa that didn't go to overtime. Yeah. I saw every game was a one-goal game going into today. Yeah, and like not just a one-goal game, but no team had even had a two-goal lead in any game yeah. until today. Yeah, it was crazy. And they said, I think I saw, they what, they showed it after the Washington-Boston game. It was like 11 straight going back to last year, like one-goal playoff games, I think, and six were overtime games, and it was like the longest streak in NHL history or something of every just NHL playoff game being a one-goal game. and. It's been it's been great hockey. It's been great hockey so far. Great hockey, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we're so just we scratching should, the surface. Let's uh, let's let's get to our our little playoff preview. Even though they've already started, we filled out some brackets beforehand before they started, and uh, let's go through the series and talk about who uh, who we think is going to win, what uh, how the teams match up with each other. Yeah, which uh, which division? Where where do you want to start this thing? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you want to start out west where we are? Yeah, let's start. Let's start with uh, where the Kraken would, would slide in this year. Yeah, let's start with uh, the West Division. Um, so in the first matchup, the 
The division winner was the President's Trophy winner, the Colorado Avalanche. So they are the number one overall seed in the league, which is important this year because there's no conferences. So once each division winner gets through the first two rounds, they will then just pick, based on the regular season points, one versus four, two versus three. Um, so Colorado is, will have home ice no matter who they play, how far they get. They're taking on the St. Louis Blues, who just won the Stanley Cup two years ago, got off to a rough start and came back strong to end the year, uh, grabbed the fourth playoff spot. Um, St. Louis is hot. Some people kind of like St. Louis. I've seen some people picking them for an upset. I personally have the opposite. This is the only sweep I had picked in the first round. I have Colorado in four here. I, uh, I just think, you know, I just think they're that good. They won the President's Trophy. I know President's Trophy's winners have struggled in the playoffs the last few years, but I just think they're ready to go. What do you think? Yeah, Colorado's Colorado just looks like the best team in the league right now. Uh, it, much better than St. Louis for sure. I saw, so I've seen a few different uh, of of my my hockey nerds that I follow on Twitter. A lot of them have their own playoff models and things like that. I don't think I saw a single one have Colorado with like less than an eighty percent chance to win the series, which is pretty unreal. Like that's one of them I saw that's, was eighty eight percent. So. And I kind of agree, man. Colorado just looks front to back, you know? They got great forward lines, like four forward lines, and then their defense mm -hmm. is stacked. Every time I'm looking at mock expansion drafts, I'm looking at their defense just thinking, we're going to get, what, Ryan Graves or Devin Taves? Like, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so they are, um, you know, they, there's no weak spots in there. So, yeah, I also yeah. have Colorado winning. I put them Colorado in five, just I, I don't really know why. I could see them being the sweep, though, too. Yeah, they, uh, they 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 just have you know elite elite talent in Nathan McKinnon, uh, Mika Rantanen, mm -hmm. Gabriel Landeskog. They also added you know Kadri. They traded for Brandon Saad. They just have so much. Like that's the thing is like if they decide to protect all four defensemen, they'll have they'll be such a good forward available. It's just like yeah. we're gonna get yeah to your point, such a good player from Colorado. Um, but yeah, they they are last year a lot of people thought you know. They, they, they ended up, their first two goalies got hurt. They were on their third goalie. And a lot of people think last year they could have competed with Tampa for the Cup. Um, they lost to Dallas. And, you know, so they're, you know, I, I like Colorado a lot this year. So we I got them in a sweep. What's, uh, what's the other series out west? The other series is the Vegas Golden Knights. They're the two seed in this, in this division, taking on the Minnesota Wild. So Vegas was was right up there with Colorado. I think they tied them in uh, points, but lost the tiebreaker. Correct. So, uh, you know, Vegas is another just absolutely stacked team front to back. They what they, they were uh, one of the elite teams last year, and then they went out and they traded for Alex Petrangelo, the best defenseman on the market, and just added that to their squad and lost basically nothing. So, uh, yeah, they signed him. Really he was a free agent, right? They what? Did they sign him? Wasn't Petrangelo a free agent? He right? was. Yes, that's right. Sorry, yes. he was a free agent. Yeah, they they gave, signed him. They, they traded away Nate Schmidt afterwards. That's yes, yes, yes. That. They I'm traded him to Vancouver. Together. They made room yeah. for him. But yeah, they signed Petrangelo. Yeah, so yeah, no, they and then they yeah and then Flurry came back and took the job back from Leonard this year. So they have two two starting caliber goalies, which you know Colorado has Grubauer back this year. So they're kind of they're hoping they got their guy. But Vegas, no matter what happens, whether somebody isn't playing well or somebody gets injured, Vegas is set with two goalies in addition oh. to the, the, the talent. Um, they don't quite have the elite 
offensive talent that Colorado has, but they're every bit as strong defensively. Um, You know, Shea Theodore and Kale McCarr, I mean, Kale McCarr in Colorado, Shea Theodore in Vegas, they're, you know, two of the, two of the best offensive defensemen in the game. So, um, and of course, you know, we're going to be pro Shea Theodore on this podcast. (laughs) Yes. Local local, local Seattle Thunderbirds. So um, I have, I have Vegas in five here. Minnesota had a great year. I picked them to make the playoffs. They ended up doing it. They did a lot better than I even thought they would, though. They competed with Vegas and Colorado to the end. They they, they won a lot of games this year. Um, I think Minnesota did surprise a lot of people, but I, I just, you know, Vegas is, this is their fourth straight year. They've been in the playoffs every year in existence. Um, they, they've lost in the first round once in a crazy game seven. And other than that, they've been to the conference finals the other two years and the Stanley Cup final one of those years. So I like Vegas in five here to to get out of the first round. Uh, yeah, I also picked Vegas. I actually picked Vegas in a sweep here, so I'm already wrong because Minnesota. Oh, that's took unfortunate. Game one. <laughs> that's unfortunate. Uh, I... <laughs> but that was that was all due to me being high on Vegas. Like I don't, I'm not going to root for the Knights, uh, but uh, I do respect that they are a really good hockey team. Um, you know, the, the, but the wild are a good team too. And I actually enjoyed watching the wild a lot more this year than I have any other year. Uh, namely due to Kirill Kaprizov, their 24 year old rookie out of the KHL. Yeah. yeah. Who just yeah. lit it up. Good chance to win the Calder this year. Uh, yeah, but man, he's, he's so much fun to watch. He makes, he, he gives the team star power. I feel like the wild have never really had that star power guy, you know? They've always right, been a decent right. team, but they never had the one guy that makes you go, oh, I want to watch this guy play. And now they do. So uh, I'm excited to keep watching this series. I hope it goes longer. That's a great point. He's like the best player in Minnesota since Mike Madonna. Yeah, right. Like they've never had, they haven't and had Mike Madonna, stars since, since Madonna, Mike Madonna played Madonna's, for the North Stars. <laughs> yeah, he did. He was in the first Mighty <laughs> Ducks movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Can I go back and change my pick? I, I'll I'll give Adam Banks no. back. Let me take Mike Madonna. No, we saw him no play deal. hockey. <laughs> it's too late. No, you can't go back. Mike, yeah, Mike Mike Madonna's the all time uh, U.S. points leader that uh, Patrick Kane will Patrick Kane will catch pretty soon, I think. Um, yeah, I think so. Or wait, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, anyway, uh, yeah, I know. That's a great point. Kirill Kaprizov gives Minnesota Wild star power that they haven't had in a long time, and in the Wild's existence ever um he's just an electric player to watch and he makes the wild must-see hockey which yeah they can they already won they already stole game one so unless vegas wins the next four i won't get the number of games right either and minnesota could very well advance here and they very well could win this whole win this whole thing they are much better than people expected they they're 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 strong and that's another team that with the the, the common theme with all these teams we're gonna see in the playoffs I'm excited to see who the crack can get because I see a lot of good players on offense and defense. Absolutely. So, so far, uh, Minnesota won game one and Colorado won game one in those series uh, as of this recording. So that's where those series are at. Um, let's move Let's move on, to, uh, move on to the Central. Sure. The Discover, the Discover Central. Uh, winning that division was the Carolina Hurricanes. They were two points behind Colorado and Vegas, so they had a, a strong year. Um, a lot of people liked them going into the year. They proved all those people right, yourself included, Wedge. I think you have them in their preseason as getting to the – did you have them I, as, as your preseason champion? Uh, they are my preseason champion. I have the Carolina well, Hurricanes is, winning the cup. 
That is a that is a, a good looking pick. My preseason champion was Colorado, so you know. Also a very good looking pick. We're both we're both we're both looking pretty pretty good there. Those two teams could very well be on a collision course. So um, Carolina takes on Nashville. Uh, Nashville ended up beating out the the defending Western Conference champion Dallas Stars for that fourth spot. Um, that was one of the last playoff spots to get decided. Uh, this is another one. You know, hockey has its upsets, and I probably am going to be wrong about one or all of these picks so far, but Carolina looks great. I like Carolina. I have Carolina in five. They won game one, uh, five to two with an empty netter. Um, they looked pretty good doing it. What do you What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I also took Carolina. I said Carolina in six. Uh, I think Nashville's goalie, UC Saros, uh, when mm-hmm. he's on a heater, man, he could steal a couple games for him. But overall, yeah, Carolina is just, just the better team. So yeah. uh, I got Carolina winning that one, and I'm I'm pretty comfortable with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, uh, yeah. as you as you should be. I, I I too feel pretty good after watching that first game tonight. So they're up one to nothing in that yep. series right now. The other series, the the Sunshine is... State Showdown. Oh man, the Battle of Florida men. Oof. It is the Florida Panthers Oof. got the two seed against the Tampa Bay Lightning, and. They do not like each other. <laughs> yeah. It's making for some fun hockey. The, the Panthers one. and the Lightning, they they played their final two regular season games against each other, and things got a bit feisty, and now they're moving on to play at least four more against each other, as many as seven more. Hopefully and seven more. I got this one going seven. I picked this one going seven because, man... I didn't. I didn't expect things out of Florida this year, and Florida was a really good hockey team this year. Yes, yes. Yeah. We both so had them I, missing the playoffs, but they they were really good. They can easily go toe to toe with Tampa. So I I want this one to last a long time because this was probably the best game of the day yesterday, best game of the weekend for Tampa. What was the What was the final of that one? Was it four to three? I don't remember. Uh, five four. Five four. They. Yeah, yeah. They got the game winner with like two minutes left. Yeah, it was four three. Uh, Florida was up four to three, and then Braden Point happened. He scored twice, including yeah, yeah. there was like a, there was like a minute. It was like a minute and a half left. He scored with, on a breakaway. Yeah, yeah. This was the first like a game of fourteen, of the, of the, I think. Yeah, yeah. This was the first game of the playoffs that didn't go to overtime, and it only didn't. And it was tied with like two minutes left in the game. Yeah, there was like a goal with a minute left. So yeah, I got this one going seven as well. Who do you have uh, winning? Uh, I took Tampa. I took Tampa again. I didn't, you know, like I said, I wasn't high on Florida before the year, and I still don't see them beating Tampa. But uh, it's going seven. It's basically a toss-up. What about you? Who'd you pick? I I also have Tampa in seven here. I mean, this yeah. series just it, it has seven games written all over it. The way the season ended and the way that it first really game does. went, it just really does. Florida is, you know, and Florida has Barkov. They have Huberdo. They have they have they have they have so many really good players. They really do. They have Bobrovsky and Net. They have. They have everything it takes. Um, you know, no matter how old Keith Handel gets, you know, he just keeps playing and keeps being productive. Like, they just, they have, they have pieces, you know, and they, 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 yeah. they're good, man. They're, 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 they've been good all year long. So they ended up getting more points than Tampa and getting the two seed. So if this does go seven games, like we're saying it well, the game will be in. Well, obviously it'll be in Florida, but it'll be, it'll be at the wherever at the, the Panthers, Panthers play. Home, 
the Panthers' home ring, Sunrise, right, or wherever they play. I don't even know what right? city the Panthers play in, honestly. I'm pretty sure it's Sunrise, but they'll. Uh, that sounds right. They will that be. Right. They will be. They, that's where it'll be. It, it won't be in Tampa Bay, you know. It won't be there. It'll um, be at least an hour away from Tampa Bay. And anything can happen, but I, I also ultimately like Tampa Bay in Game Seven, and I mean X Factor is like. Steven Samkos and Nikita Kucherov are on the ice. Nikita Kucherov played zero yes. games this season. He's a former MVP winner. He's an Art Ross winner. Is the leading scorer. He like uh, the Art Ross goes to who gets the most points every year. And he's he he's he's you know he had the most points last year for Tampa Bay when they won the Stanley Cup. He led them in scoring. I mean, Nikita Kucherov just all of a sudden being injected into that lineup is a huge addition. Yeah, that's it. I think that's actually what put me over the edge because I, I was debate I was toying with putting Florida as the winner of the series, and then I remembered Nikita Kucherov was back, and I was like, ah, nah, that's yeah, yeah. it's got to be Tampa. It's just too much firepower for Tampa Bay. You know what I mean? Yep. It's just and and then the first game he had two goals and an assist. He had three points. He didn't play all year. He jumps into a playoff game without even like playing a game in two in the regular season or playing with the minor league team. He just goes out there and gets three points. I saw somebody post a clip of you remember in the old uh, Willy Wonka movie <laughs> when Gene yeah. Wilder comes out with the cane. Gene Wilder comes out with Hoblin. He falls over and does a somersault and he pops right back up. And somebody said it's Nikita Kucherov arriving for the playoffs. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly like, I, what it is. That is exactly right. I saw some people saying, you know, like yeah, I don't know how much. What's he gonna do? He didn't play all year. It's gonna be by the time he gets acclimated to playoff hockey, you know, they could be out, and then he. No, not no. He's he's ready he's got to go. Two goals already. <laughs> he had hip surgery in December. It is May. Like that's pretty. He's good. That's, that's pretty good. That's the that's the that's still that's pretty good, man. I mean, you know, hip yeah. surgery. That's no joke. That's not an easy thing to recover from. So, you know, five months. That's you know to be going out there right away straight into playoff hockey. That's pretty good. Yeah. So, all right. To recap, we both have Carolina beating Nashville, and we both have Tampa over Florida. But we would not be surprised to see that one. That will go have seven games. It could go either yeah. way for sure. But uh, right. that 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 could be the series of the first round, though, is that Florida one. So everyone keep your eyes on that one. Yep. All right. Let's keep going. Let's just keep moving to the right of the map, and we'll go to the east. Yeah. See, in the east, the uh, top-seeded Pittsburgh Penguins are taking on the New York Islanders. Uh, Jeremy, who you got in this one? So this is another one. I have... Uh, I actually have both series out east going seven games. So I just yeah. am like the east I thought all year was going to be close and it ended up being that way. And even though I thought the Rangers were going to sneak in and Boston was finally going to drop off, um, that didn't quite happen. But uh, the first series we have Pittsburgh, who won the division, taking on the New York Islanders, who came in fourth. Um, they're only separated by like six points. So it's not like there's a huge gap in these teams anywhere in this division, which is why I have both series going seven games. But Pittsburgh was my division winner preseason. Um, I did think they were going to win the division. But I had the Islanders going to the finals in my preseason picks. So I'm taking the Islanders to win in seven over Pittsburgh. I am writing Matt Barzell to just come out and give a game seven performance for the ages. Oh, Matt Barzell... Is going to put the team on his back and uh, get two goals and two assists in a, in a game seven in Pittsburgh and, and lead the Islanders to victory. How's right. that? How's that for a prediction? Islands very specific. <laughs> the more specific, the better when it happens. Uh, 
Well, you know, I I actually agreed with you when when I made my pick. I picked the Islanders. I picked them in six, actually. Um, oh, I, nice! You're more confident yeah. than I. Yeah, I. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm still not. Wouldn't be surprised to be wrong on this one. Pittsburgh's a good team, but you know, I just see Pittsburgh getting a little older still every year. You know, Sidney yeah. Crosby's. I don't remember how old he's as old as you, right? <laughs> Which yeah. is a lot. It's a lot in <laughs> hockey years. It's a lot, it's in, a lot in NHL years. years. Yeah, you better watch your mouth over there. Yes, he's uh, you gotta be thirty-four years old. Yeah, Crosby, and Malkin didn't even Malkin, play game one. Tang, all of them, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I got the Islanders, and I I trust Barry Trotz. Honestly, the coach of the Islanders. Yeah, uh, I Barry Trotz is a great coach, and I he he'll he'll get his team through the first round. I, I'm pretty confident. That's the most confident thing I have. I am about them. His his style of hockey just translates to the playoffs so well. Like Barry Trotz's signature thing about his teams is he's hard to score on. It's hard to score against his teams, and it doesn't really matter who the goalie is. The, like he's just it's hard to get good chances. You know, he's kind of yeah. like uh, he's like uh, when when Kevin Constantine coached the Silver Tips in the WHL, and we had to you know like deal with that. But it's like the the, the professional version. <laughs> Barry <laughs> Trotz, like when he won the he won the Stanley Cup with the Capitals in 2018. He went to the Islanders, and he's just been, you know, they they went all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals last year, and uh, I think lost in six games to Tampa Bay. So they they gave him a run for their money. So um, I'm with you, and Trotz I trust, and I think uh, I do think that he's going to get his team through over Pittsburgh in the first round. Um, for a lot of the reasons you called out, Malkin didn't even play game one. He's been hurt a lot of the season. Um, all their best players are only getting older. And then after they got rid of Marc-Andre Fleury and – you know, they Tristan Jari has, you know, he's been kind of shaky this year. You know, yeah. he he's had his ups and downs. So the Islanders are much more solid defensively and they have two fantastic goalies um, in Varlamov and Sorokin. So uh, I, I, I trust Barry Trotz and Matt Barzell to, to take Pittsburgh down. Look at that. All right, let's go to the other one. Oh, Washington, yeah, it's a fun one. Washington versus Boston. Yet again, yeah. they meet in the playoffs. This is a good one. Zdeno Chara gets to go play against his old team. Oh, yeah. We love that one. So yeah, who do you got winning this one? This is the only one we've seen two games so far. So the wait, Pittsburgh and Islanders, right. they played one game. New York won yeah. game one. New York won game one in overtime, so they're up one nothing. Yes. right. Uh, Washington and Boston just finished. We watched game two tonight. Boston won the series at one to one. So, like I said, I got both series going seven games because I just think this division is like that. You already know who I picked. You know I picked <laughs> Washington. You know I'm picking TJ. Of course you did. You know I'm not picking the Bruins. Um, did you pick with your head or your heart? Well, I, well, you know, if we're doing a podcast, I'm completely subjective here, and I'm just picking who I think the better <laughs> team is and who's going to win. Oh, okay. Uh, but come on, man. Come on, I'm taking the Capitals. I'm taking, and I mean, I'm taking TJ. I'm taking Ovechkin. I this series is is a, is a coin flip to me. Um, but so I did just kind of go with my heart. I was like, well, you know, I'm cheering for the Capitals. We're taking the Capitals in seven. But this series is a coin flip for me. It's going to be a super fun one to watch. It has been the first two games. Um, they both went to overtime. Uh, TJ took a shot that got tipped in game one. It looked like he scored the goal at first, but he got an assist. Oh, uh, he had so close. Two assists in game one, and then he had a goal tonight in game two, so he's already got three points in the first two games. But, um, yeah, Boston won tonight on it. Marchand scored in overtime, which, you know, we, we love to see. <laughs> God, did you see Marchand? So in game one, when he gave a stick to that fan, 
Yeah, dude, what a good guy move. I hate it. It's like when yeah, Tom I, Brady's I funny. Like, oh, I don't want to like Brad Marchand. It's like when Tom oh. Brady's funny on Twitter. It makes me so mad when I see a Tom Brady <laughs> tweet and I laugh and I'm like, no, don't laugh. Yeah. Well, just in case you missed it, uh, a little girl got hit with a puck during warm-ups. Yeah. Uh, she, she's okay. There's no, and, you know, she's not bleeding or anything like that. But yep. Brad Marchand happened to notice. And he went out and he signed a stick and he gave it to an usher and pointed her out and had him bring it to her. Uh, yeah. It's, it's a really sweet moment. And uh, it was pretty good cool. on him. And it was pretty cool. Mm, I don't want to like him. Like Did you see uh, someone tweeted a picture of that and said, this poor girl got hit with a puck and then had to accept a sign stick from Brad Marchand. I'd be furious. <laughs> and I thought that was so, I thought that was so funny. That's, just, um, that's a very hockey fan thing. Yeah. Did you see jumping off topic for just a quick sec? Did you see the kid at the Mariners game get hit with a baseball? No, I didn't see it, but uh, it was on Twitter and they said like, thanks to the organization for taking care of us. Like he got, he had like a black eye. He had like a big black eye. Oh, Cause no. JP, JP Crawford retweeted it and he was trying to find him. He's like, yo, DM me. Like I need, we need to get together. I want to meet them. So JP Crawford, good guy was trying to reach out and get in touch. But cause oh. the, they said like the only, the kid was fine. The only thing he was mad about was they made him leave the game. Cause he got hit in the oh. eye and it was like swelling up. And so I think they'll, they'll probably take care of him. But uh, yeah, yeah that, that, that reminded me of that. Yeah, keep 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 your heads up out there. I know we're, we've all been off our game, folks. When you return to the ballparks and you you, you go to climate pledge, heads on a swivel. Yep, yep. <laughs> make sure you try and make it to some preseason games so we can get the preseason practice in for all of us. That's right, absolutely. Uh, um, but anyway, yeah. So I got I got the Caps in seven here. Um, what, what do you got, Wedge? Uh, I also have this one going seven. I took Boston to win it, though. Uh, okay. I just feel like Boston, much like Thanos, is inevitable. <laughs> uh, you know, no matter how much you want them to not win, they're still going to make a deep run to the playoffs. So, yeah, I think Boston's still going to win this one. Ever since they made the Taylor Hall trade, they've just been – they look like a totally different team. They've re-energized them. They, they do. Can score, they can score goals way better now. They've got uh, – mm-hmm. it's no longer just about the so-called perfection line. Now they've got Taylor Hall there. He's made uh, David Krejci better. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, if you can score with with more than one line, you're in great shape for the playoffs. Yeah, so Jake I got DeBrusque Boston, is... but again, I got this going seven. Yeah, and Jake DeBrusque scored the first two games. It just it just like you said, it energizes the whole team. And sometimes, like, you know, you get an elite talent like that, it attracts you know more of the attention of the defense. And sometimes, like, yeah. some of these lines all of a sudden play against the third pair of defense when they've been playing against top four defense all season, and they're you know what they they're like, oh, I'm better than their third pair, you know, and they yeah. you know. One line can benefit hugely from injecting a player like Taylor Hall into your second line. The third line can can really take advantage of that. So there's lots of things that that can that can absolutely help out on. And I, I do agree. Like I could see Boston winning this whole division, even though I have them losing here. They are that good, and you know, they could win the whole thing. They they they're a good team this year. You know, Tuka Rask, he can be streaky, but I mean, but when he's on, name? what how about Jake Swayman? Swayman, yeah. That dude's that dude's been pretty good too. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you know, it would it, it'd be interesting to see what it takes to actually pull make that move though. You know, Tugarask has a lot of credential. You know, he's got a lot of experience. But you know, hockey goalies in the playoffs it changes quick. You know, like you don't have time to mess around. It's the best of seven. And you know, if a goalie loses you a game, and it'll be obvious sometimes you lose a close game, a high scoring game where your team is the much better team and your goalie's giving up soft goals. You know, well, it could it it, it could in theory happen, but. So far, it's one to one, so that one is on its on its way to a seven game series, two overtime games so far. 
very exciting hockey out east. So keep keep your eyes out there. Yep. All right. So we both got the Islanders over Pittsburgh uh, in a longer series. I said six. You said seven. And you got Washington. I got Boston coming out of this other series. Both of us agree it's going to go seven games, though. Yep. Let's head up north. Head up north. All right. Let's see. The first series. The Toronto Maple Leafs are the first seed here. They're taking on the Montreal Canadiens. I got the Maple Leafs winning here. Um, the Maple Leafs, it's real easy to see them just choking in the playoffs because that seems like a very Toronto thing to do. And Montreal's shown uh, they were the best team in hockey for the first three weeks of the year. Uh, but they mm-hmm. really dropped off. And while they, they managed to come back and, and snag the last playoff spot, uh, I just think Toronto's got too much firepower on offense that they're going to come away with the win in this one. I don't think Carey Price is what he used to be. Jake Allen's pretty good, though. But, yeah, I, I got Toronto in this one. I took, I had them beating, them beating Montreal in seven games. You have it going – okay, so you have Montreal I said it would go games. seven. I mean, Toronto-Montreal, like, what was the end of the playoffs just, in, like, 40 years? <laughs> you just – destiny. And Toronto's just meant to yeah. choke. You just – you just right. think they just they, need – Yeah, yeah. They're meant to at least sweat. I get time. it. I get it. I I almost had Toronto sweeping this. I have Toronto in five. I just think yeah. this is the one. This is the one to get them at least over that first round hump. I don't necessarily think you know it means anything for winning the cup or anything, but I just think their team has been good this year. I think with it all being in division, it's just been so different for all these teams, you know. And I do with the way it's gone, it's hard not to think the North is like you know the the redheaded stepchild of the divisions. You know, there's one less team. There's seven teams, so there's that already. They have Ottawa, who's just you know. Yes, they have young talent, but they're still like, you know, they're, they're like the Mariners bad. last year. You know what I mean? Like, they're just, they're still bad. Um, Vancouver, before the whole COVID thing was such a huge disappointment. And then the COVID thing happened and they just have never gotten close to back on track. Calgary was another huge disappointment. You know, they played Dallas in a long, tough series last year. And then they, you know, they they, they fell off this year. So, there hasn't been as many great teams in the competition in that division as as around the league and all the other divisions where there's three, four, you know, yeah. really good teams. But that said, uh, Toronto was the best one there, and I think Montreal is just Carey Price is doing rehab games and they're minorly trying to get ready, and he didn't have a good year anyway. Jake Allen was pretty good, but I think Toronto just got way too much firepower here. They just score too many goals and. Even if they don't know who their goalie is going to be, and they start different goalies every game because that might be what happens. They, they, they. I got Toronto in five. Yeah, yeah, I, I could see that happening too. All right, next one: Edmonton, Winnipeg. Edmonton's a two seed. Winnipeg's a three seed. Uh, we spent we spent some a good amount of time talking about Connor McDavid last week. Uh, and so with good. that in mind, <laughs> let me just say I picked Edmonton to win this one. I have Edmonton in five. I honestly, I'm just not that high on Winnipeg. Uh, mm-hmm. I think somebody had to come in third in this division, and that's happened to be them. Um, <laughs> I could see, though, because uh, Edmonton's very much top-heavy, right, with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, and after that, it's sort of uh, who else is left. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Winnipeg has, I think, a bit more depth, and they've also got the goalie. Winnipeg has Connor Hellebuck, who I think is one of the best goalies in the league. So he could absolutely steal a series for you. Um, so I, I maybe I should have picked this one to go a little bit longer. But anyways, I still think uh, Edmonton comes out of this one the winner. What about you? 
Well, I mean, Connor McDavid, as we talked about, is better at his sport than anyone else's at their sport. Connor McDavid is just that good of a player. So obviously, I have Winnipeg in six. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, why is why is that obvious now? <laughs> no, so so I Winnipeg do. I, I so I have Winnipeg in six. It, to me, I think I think I was kind of thinking. Your feelings, everything you described about Toronto, I think is how I feel about Edmonton. I just feel like right now, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl may be that good, but they're just destined to choke just because the rest of their team just isn't. And hockey is is you know hockey and football and you know they're they're team sports. You know it takes it takes a full roster. You know it's not you know Connor McDavid's been the best player in hockey for a long time, and he's never made it past the second round. Uh, it, ta- it takes yeah. a lot, you know. Alex Ovechkin is, you know, might catch Wayne Gretzky's goal record, and he's been to the Stanley Cup final one time, you know. Like it's he won it, but I mean, like it's 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 just it's a full team sport, and it, it, what you touched on, Ed, Edmonton's lack of depth to me, I just think it, it catches up to them here. Winnipeg is so deep down the middle, you know, with Shifley, yeah. uh, Kyle Connor, Stastny, and then they have Connor Hellebuck. I just think. At the positions that you need to be to be good in the playoffs, even if McDavid and Drysaitel, you know, they have a couple games where they go off. I think they'll win a couple. Um, I think Winnipeg's going to have to still score three or four goals because you know you you, know, you almost got to give Edmonton at least two on a bad night just due to McDavid and Drysaitel. But uh, I just I like Winnipeg. I, I think they are an actual quality team, and I like Winnipeg to pull the upset here and get over Edmonton in uh, six. Yeah, I respect it. Yeah, you gave me a lot of good reasons right before you passed it off to me, so I felt much better about it because <laughs> you did you did explain all the pros of Winnipeg is not terrible. Plus, Nate Thompson, man, he's yeah, going to be the difference you know, maker. He's going to be the difference maker. Nate Thompson needs a ring before he retires. Yeah, wait till game. We need one of those games that goes like two or three overtimes, so you still are playing the fourth line, and uh, we see a Nate Thompson like a surprise like triple overtime winner. Yeah. Wouldn't that oh, be there great? You go. That would be amazing. I'd love to see something like that. But yeah, get him a ring. If it doesn't happen this year in Winnipeg, come to the Kraken next year and win a ring. Let's do it. (laughs) Um, So anyway, so so to recap, so I got Winnipeg in six, you got Edmonton in five, and then we both have Toronto. I have them in five, you have them in seven with Montreal putting up a fight. Um, So let's uh, let's see here real quick before we uh, we move on and uh, get out of here let's, I'll I'll break down the rest of my bracket as 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 it breaks down so in the staying with the uh, with the north so uh, Toronto Winnipeg is my next matchup I have Winnipeg pulling the upset and coming out of the Canadian division this is where I have Toronto choking so this is um, where, cho- where they choke this is where I have Toronto choking I have Winnipeg coming out of the north um yeah we we don't have series length after the first round so but um who do you got? Uh, you have Toronto. I got, I got Toronto. I got Toronto over Edmonton. I think Toronto. Okay. I think that's where Edmonton chokes for me. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you have Toronto coming out of the division. I have Winnipeg coming out of the North. Um, let's uh, let's jump back down to the West here. So Colorado and Vegas. We both have Colorado and Vegas, right? Yeah. Oh man, I I want nothing more than to see a Colorado Vegas series. It would be a great. It would be a great series if that yeah. ends up happening. Who do you Who do you got coming out of that one? I got Colorado coming out of that one. I picked him to to go to the Cup Finals preseason, and I feel yep. even even better about it now. Yep, they're my preseason champ, and so I will continue that trend. I also have Colorado uh, getting out of that division, so we have the same one there. Uh, Discover Central, you had. Uh, 
I got to Carolina. We both have Carolina Tampa, right? Yeah, Carolina Tampa. Yeah, I got your Hurricanes so. uh, taking down the defending champs here. Nice, me too. Yeah, I figured I you would. I actually feel pretty good about it. Yeah, I really like Carolina this year, man. Dude, they some great goaltending now too. So, yeah, when you add that into everything else they have, yeah, this could be this could be their year. Um, yep. What's interesting wasn't Eric Stahl. No, Brindamore was the captain when they won the Stanley Cup, but Eric Stahl was the captain yeah. for a long time for the Hurricanes, and now his younger brother Jordan Stahl is the captain. Isn't that isn't that crazy? <laughs> Yeah, he likes to keep it in the family over there. <laughs> and Eric, he's playing for Minnesota this year, though. He still hasn't retired yet. He's still he's still around. I think so. Yeah, he's playing for Minnesota. Yeah, so yeah. interesting, interesting one there. Um, so so we both have Carolina, Colorado coming out. Um, I have Winnipeg. You have Toronto. Out east, I have the Islanders and the Capitals. You have the Islanders and the Bruins, correct? Yeah, yeah. So I got the Bruins coming out of this one because. You know, once again, Boston, Thanos, inevitable. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I just don't think the island. I, I really like Barry Trotz, but I just don't think uh, he's going to be enough to overcome the Bruins here. Yeah. And the Bruins, to your point, they've been looking stronger since that Taylor Hall trade, and they are a scary team. But I already have them out to, to, to my capital, so I can't <laughs> take them. Um, I had the Islanders in the preseason getting all the way to the finals. I had them getting a step further than last year when they made the Eastern Conference Finals. I think I kind of let that sway me here because I have the Islanders over the caps in the second round. Whew. Hey, I have, you know, there's always, there's always a team third or fourth. There's always a team that doesn't, you know, that just is, is below all the other ones in the, in the standings and, or, you know, they're, they're just a lower seed and they always get far, you know? And to me, yeah. it's for all the reasons you talked about in the first round, it's the Barry Trot stuff. It's, it doesn't really matter. They're, they're going to be hard to score on no matter how good you are at scoring, which means, you know, a player like Matt Barzell and a couple, you know, JG Peugeot, just a couple guys that can generate just even two or three goals. You know, sometimes he can get through a whole series just getting two or three goals a game from his offense. And I have the I, plus, you know, if if, if it's Islanders caps in, in this series, like I think it is, he's going against the team he won the Stanley Cup with two years ago. I mean, that's a great. It's pretty good. It's a great motivator for both sides. But uh, but yeah, yeah, I got you, the so. You're so really I got the good Islanders. At talking yourself into your preseason pick here. I I told you I had to. So <laughs> I got the Islanders coming out. You have the Bruins. So yep. we definitely. So I don't know your but the so the semifinal so, matchup. Mine is uh, Colorado and Winnipeg. Okay. And then I have Carolina taking on the Islanders. How does how does yours look? I got Colorado against Boston, which would be a really good series, and then Carolina taking on Toronto. So that's interesting. So the, because yeah. we picked, you know, different, we have different. Up. It shuffles. The, it shuffles them. That's interesting. Um, yeah. So who do you have winning uh, your your Colorado Boston series? So I've got Colorado coming out of there. They do just look like the best team in the league right now. Okay. Uh, and they're going to go up. They're going to go up against Carolina in the finals. Okay. And Carolina, so Carolina over Toronto. Toronto there. Yeah. That would be. You know what? Carolina Toronto would be an awesome series to see. That would be a fun series to watch. That would be a super yeah. awesome series be a to lot see. Of goals in that one. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, so for me, so I have Colorado Winnipeg because I have Winnipeg okay. coming out, so they take on the Colorado. This is where the Cinderella story ends. Sorry, Nate. I'm gonna have to come to come here to get your ring next year. I I, I had Colorado winning it all in the preseason. I'm not. I don't. I'm gonna leave that now. So I got Colorado getting out here, and then. I had them beating the Islanders in the preseason, but this is where I switched to your prediction 
and I have Carolina oh, yeah. taking down the Islanders. Yeah, the the hurricane swayed you this year, huh? I could not talk myself into them beating Carolina because Carolina is that good. I think, you know, in hockey, it's not like other sports. It's not always the two best teams that meet. But I am pretty confident. Me and you have the same pick here, which makes me even more confident, honestly. And I've seen a lot of people with this pick. Colorado Carolina. Colorado Carolina look like the two best teams, in my opinion. And I'm not going, you know... you know, it is kind of, in a way, it's kind of like March Madness. You know, you got to pick some upsets, and maybe the Islanders and Winnipeg are my upsets. But Colorado, yeah. Carolina here seems like the finals, the the dream finals we're all looking for. Yeah, I'm really glad that they uh, that they cannot meet until the finals because Carolina finished with uh, the with second best record. Yeah, yeah. So, so they will no matter what they won't meet in the semifinals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there you go. We both got Colorado, Carolina in the finals. Uh, you have who you got coming out of it. So, I mean, I'm guessing this is where we differ because I, I have my preseason champ. This is where I stick with Colorado because this one, to me, I hope that's a seven-game series that could go either way. It'd be super awesome to watch. Oh, yeah. I feel like there'd be a lot of goals. There'd be a, it'd be fast. Um, but I got, I got Colorado winning it all this year. I uh, I stuck with my gut preseason prediction, and I went with the yep. Hurricanes. Hurricanes beating the Avalanche. Uh, but, man, watching the Avalanche in this, this first game against the Blues, they look so good. Uh, yeah, this is a tough one. I, I, I honestly, I honestly almost switched, but now we're gonna roll with it. Carolina can definitely roll punch for punch with Colorado. Uh, I, I hope to see this in a series, and I would absolutely predict this one would go at least six or seven games. Yeah, yeah, man, and yeah. I, uh, I'm glad our preseason picks are both looking like the two strongest contenders heading into the playoffs. No matter what happens, it's uh, yeah, that's pretty. It nice. does, it, it does, it does, it does make me feel better about that. And we, we ended up with two of the four like division winners. Here. Yeah, we got two of the four division winners, so we, we, we both got two of four there. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. There's our playoff preview. There we go. We did it. So uh, follow the NHL playoffs because even if you're just a casual hockey fan, there's nothing like playoff hockey. It is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did you see somebody shared that that John Boy's tweet from like oh, every a bunch year. of years ago? What? Yeah. So how does it go? You probably know it better than me. It's uh, why... Why watch overtime playoff hockey when you could simply snort cocaine and ride a motorcycle out of a helicopter? <laughs> That's exactly right. So, Pretty much every time a game goes to overtime, <laughs> it gets retweeted into my feed by somebody. Oh it's, my god! It's gosh. still so good. It's so funny. So you know what? But every I see people make a lot of jokes, and it's not going to be funny when everyone talks about how it's so entertaining when it's not your team, but when it yes. is your team, like, dude, I remember like the. <laughs> The NFC Championship game against Green Bay and the one against San like those even San Francisco how close they were like it's definitely dude, not as enjoyable in the moment there is it it's a bit more watching stressful. a hockey game that's gonna go like two or three overtimes without any scoring chances I'm like oh man the first time I'm at a live game and that happens like Lisa might she might leave me I'm gonna be <laughs> just a nightmare <laughs> like. She's for sure gonna leave the game, and I'm gonna have to like Uber home. She's like, I'm going home. Like, I Absolutely. can't take another overtime. <laughs> okay, well then you're just gonna have to take me then instead of her. All right, well, <laughs> I'll have you take out. I'll, I'll text you. I'm like, I know Dan's up. Meet him at the door so we can give you the ticket. There you go. Um, All right. Anyway, let's talk about movies. Okay, we did watch a movie again this week. We did this make time, it happen. We went to the instant classic that is Slapshot Two. Brothers, you foiled up. Take us to the promised land. We're gonna play some old-time hockey. Slapshot. Uh, Breaking <laughs> the ice is the subtitle here. 
starring Stephen Baldwin. Uh, who else is in this? Gary Busey. <laughs> and those and, are the uh, only names of no, the Hanson brothers. And the and the Hanson brothers are back. Are the Hansons, I believe, are the only returning players to the the Chiefs in, Correct. This, in this installment. This was made in uh, 2002, 25 years after the original. <laughs> oh, man. This was not a good movie. <laughs> it was not. Do you want to break it down for him? What, what happens here? All right, so the general plot is uh, Stephen Baldwin. I don't remember his character's name. Sean uh, Linden. Sean Linden. <laughs> Thank you. Has taken the place of uh, Reg Dunlap from the first one, where he's the player coach of mm-hmm. of the Chiefs, and the Chiefs are still bad. Mm-hmm. They get sold to a rich rich guy, Gary Busey. <laughs> Richmond <then> Claremont <laughs> starts his own league with the Chiefs and one other team of just a bunch of like superstars, I guess. And the idea is to create. Basically, the hockey's version of the Harlem Globetrotters. So, our heroes, the Chiefs, are the Washington Generals in this scenario. They're just paid to take dives, lose, get beat up. Uh, and they don't take to that very well, for the most part. Uh, they end up fighting, you know, the the Globetrotters. What's that other team's name? What is yeah, their name there? Um... They get renamed to the Super Chiefs. Oh, it's the Icebreakers. Icebreakers, yes. Omaha Icebreakers. Yes. So they're basically a traveling circus in this movie until the final game when they decide to actually play hockey for one period. (laughs) Because they only play two period games. They only play two period games. So they go in at essentially (laughs) halftime. And decide, decide, you know what, we're sick of this. We're going to play a real game. (laughs) And the other team is like, they want a game, they're going to get a game. And, uh... (laughs) Their captain gets their team. Their captain, Skipper Day of the Skipper. Omaha Icebreakers, who the former Yale cat, Yale, right? It's Yale or Harvard. I don't know. One of those. For, one of those. They, they talk about it every time. Yeah. It's bad. It's bad. This one. We. Have, it's rough. We are. We need to finish these rosters because these are getting brutal. <laughs> well, I think it's your pick first this week. It unfortunately is my pick first although i guess you know it really you know what does it matter here so yeah. there's a couple options here so skipper day the captain for the omaha icebreakers i mean obviously they're they're good they're they're pretty high-end skill guys i don't know why they're not in the league or whatever but they're he's he's an option yeah there's mm-hmm. there's gordy miller who is for some reason, under contract with the Chiefs, but under the impression that NHL scouts are trying to scout him, and he's trying to make it to the NHL still, which yeah, he I'm, seems very far away from wherever he's playing hockey. I but, believe he went undrafted, according to the movie, and because of his is, attitude. Because of his attitude, but he is their best player. Yeah, for um, sure. He is, the chief, he is for sure the Chiefs' best player. Um, so he's definitely on the radar. And then Sean Linden is apparently like a Pete Rose type. Like it seems like he got banned for gambling or he's a, he's accused of gambling on a game he played in and throwing the game, which if you could throw the game as one player in a game, like props (laughs) to you, that would be incredible. Like I didn't even know how I would make my team lose, but apparently he had an open, he had the goalie down and out and he hit the post, right? Like at the end of the game. I think he missed the net on purpose. I think he missed that on purpose because he had such an open shot. So He's had a rough go, but he apparently was. Uh, I think they they said he won the Calder. I think he's mentioned as a rookie of the year. 
I think uh, yeah. at one point, somebody told him he was on his way to the Hall of Fame if it wasn't for what happened. So he seems to be past his prime, but but very skilled. So so those yeah. are kind of the... Those are kind of the three options I saw. I really wanted to find a defenseman to fill my roster here, but I they didn't really, you know, everyone else is just kind of a sideshow act, you know. Those are kind of the three characters that I would want on to add to my team. So, unfortunately, I'm going to look for a fourth-line depth talent guy here. And because I'm looking for the fourth line, I'm going to take the attitude. I'm going to take Gordy Miller because I want nothing. I just don't want Stephen Baldwin on my team, and I definitely don't want <laughs> Skipper Day on my team. So, um uh. The goalie was kind of a character. Uh, what, Gasmer, right? Gasmer, yeah. Yeah, I could take him as a backup goalie, but I'm going to take Gordy Miller. Gordy Miller, all right, all right. Kid couldn't even get drafted, so I don't think he makes your opening day roster here. He might not. You know, he might be, you know, an extra forward, but. Healthy scratch. I don't see anybody else here. Yeah, this is a tough one to. Uh, it's to a tough for. one. It's a tough it's one. A tough, it's a tough one. Um, I think you basically nailed all the guys uh, that I would pick. It's. I don't think I want the goalie. He doesn't really show much. I think he makes like one save at the end of the last game. Uh, so I'm going to eliminate him. And if we're down to Stephen Baldwin, <laughs> Sean Linden mm-hmm. would be his character's name. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Skipper Day of the yeah. Icebreakers. Yeah. So... Oh man, I don't like. <laughs> I don't like this. At you're all. gonna take Skipper. You're gonna take Skipper, aren't you? <laughs> no, I'm gonna go to. I'm gonna take Sean Linden. I'm gonna t- Stephen Baldwin. <laughs> join the team. You know he's old. He's he's a player coach. So you know he what? brings leadership. Think? He brings some leadership. He does abandon them briefly, but he comes back. <laughs> comes on. He does have like. Oh, you know. Them. He does have like a. a a Peter Lafleur moment, a dodgeball moment. Yeah, he sells yes. it. He sells out and he leaves them, and then he comes back. But he comes back. He doesn't get on the plane. You know, comes back and plays that second half. <laughs> <laughs> so and he leads uh, them to victory. Yes, he's got some shoulder trouble, but he does score the game-winning goal. He's got a he lot does. of a lot of talent. I think they said he's like a top ten pick or something. I don't remember specifically. Yeah, he was like a high. Yeah, yeah, I know he's yeah, he's, he's high got, draft pick. Some off-ice issues, we'll work with that. We'll see uh, if he's grown up in his old age and learned yeah. to control it a little bit, bring some yeah. leadership to the team, mentor the younger kids. So, yeah, Stephen Baldwin, welcome aboard. All right. <laughs> Slapshot, too. Well, we got to – I think we got one more bad one to get through. I think we got – there's a third Slapshot we're going to try and get through, and then I think yes. we'll – We'll fill out our rosters with some documentaries and get some real players in oh, to really make it interesting. B- before we get out of Slapshot 2, we do have to mention the Hanson brothers are back in this one. Yep. And at the end of the movie, they do win the lottery, and they buy the Charlestown Chiefs. And I just oh. think that's so ridiculous that I, I have to mention it. Because um, also, it's kind of amazing. Also, there is a little bit of a romance story in this one between Stephen Baldwin and the coach of the Chiefs. Oh, Yes. Uh, it, it it is a woman, the coach, by the way. <laughs> She's the granddaughter of somebody. Um, yeah, some guy with a really hard slap shot, I think. Yeah, and uh, and she she it gets was, hired. She's she's part of them getting bought. She's part of the yeah. the the deal, and uh, it was an interesting story there that he he's constantly 
making his move in Stephen Baldwin eventually. Yeah. I, yeah so. No, I really didn't feel the romance blossoming throughout that movie, and then they like no. kissed at the end. And I was like in the locker room, and I was like, ah, yeah, eh, yeah, maybe yeah. don't. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. Slapshot two players are now are, are now on our roster. That is uh, <laughs> that happened for better or for worse. That happened. All right, let's move on. Let's pl- let's play Squidwards. In case you've forgotten, here's how things work. All right. Well, something. Yeah, something happened in the. Uh, something happened in the playoffs tonight. That oh, uh, that that, oh, yes. they, they, that you can define for everybody tonight. Gabriel Landeskog got a Gordy Howe hat trick. What is that? That's right, a Gordy Howe hat trick. So, as you all probably know, a hat trick is when you get three goals in one game. The Gordy Howe hat trick is a little different. It's when you get one goal, one assist, and one fighting major. So, uh, Landis old time hockey, old time <laughs> hockey, like Gordy Howe, uh, Gabriel Landisgog got in a fight, what, five minutes into the game and oh, yeah. brutalized Braden Shen of the blues. It was, yeah, it was a good one. It was, a, it was an intense fight. <laughs> it was a good one. He was mad at him. He was real <laughs> mad. Uh, Braden Shen, well, didn't really knee, uh, I don't remember who, who it, it was. It looked in regular it time. Looked it looked like, like a knee. Miguel Rantanen, right? Yeah, I ran in. It looked like a knee. It looked like a knee on knee hit. So Landeskog stepped in, but uh, it ended up just being, uh, you know, the replay showed they both kind of got each other's way. It was more hip to hip, nothing really dirty. But either way, props to Raiden Shen. He's a tough guy. He can definitely fight, and he he was he was a willing combatant. He was ready to go. But yeah. Landeskog got him. But uh, so Landeskog also had a goal and an assist. So yeah. Gordy Howe yeah, hat, hat trick. Hey, fun fact about the Gordy Howe hat trick. Do you know What's how that? many Gordy Howe hat tricks Gordy Howe had in his career? No, how many? Two. What? Why do they That's even call it. it that then? That's a really good question. Two. That is interesting. Is there is there like a is there a stat on that? Is there like a leader? Is there like an all time leader of Gordy Howe hat tricks? Is there like a? Oh man, I don't know. Oh yes, you know what? There is right here. I got it pulled up at the hockey. Let's writers. see it. Let's see the, it. Who is uh, it? Who's the all-time leader? How many do they have? Where'd it go? Rick Tro- uh, Toch- Rick Tockett? Rick Tockett? Yeah, Rick, Rick Tockett. Tockett. We were just talking about the, him. The co- the, okay, you know what? I changed my mind. I am now- Bring him on. I am now not going to- If, if they hire Rick Tockett, instead of being upset, I'll be like, well, at least he's the all-time leader in Gordy Howe hat tricks. How he's many do you have? 18. That's a lot. That's pretty <laughs> impressive. 18 is a lot of games for to get a goal, yeah. an assist, and a fight in any- any other notable names on the list? Uh, yeah, Brendan Shanahan had 17. Okay, uh, yep. Oh, Cam Neely had 12. There you Jerome go. McGinley with 11. Keith Kachuk had go. 10. Oh, okay. Gerard Gallant had 10. Oh, we got got to love that. So, so Keith, there you go. did you say Keith Keith Kachuk had 10? Yeah. Okay. Do you think either of his sons will have more than that, or both of them Ooh. in their careers? Ooh. I think they both will have more. I, yeah, because I think they're better goal scorers than he was. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and they're they're pretty focal points of their team. Yeah, Matthew seems like a pretty willing you know, combatant this year too. You know, I think Matt because I think Matthew got he really didn't like how everyone talked about him after the Cassian thing. Yeah, and so I think he understands now. I personally, I think Brady's more likely to end up with more. Like between Brady and Matthew, I think Brady will have more Gordy Howe hat tricks. You think? What do you think? I'd, 
All right, I think Matthew will revisit this in twenty years. Every year, tired. Every year, we'll just have to keep After a running tally. Write yeah. this down. How, how um, many? We'll have to find out what they have the now. The Squid Pod episode six thousand four hundred eighty-three. <laughs> when they're both retired, we'll see we'll who come has back. more Gordy we'll Howe tricks. We'll see who won. All right, I have Brady. All right, um, all right give more, me a word. One more Squidward. Jeremy, can you tell us what a suicide pass is? Uh, suey. A suicide pass. So, suey. Su- so this is when, um, if you've ever heard the term hospital ball when the NFL, which is when like you throw it high over the middle so your receiver is going to get killed, this is like the hockey version of that. This is a suicide pass. Um, you know, it can be like, a, like, like an up-the-ass pass, which is where someone's skating up the ice. <laughs> You know, the puck can come, like, between your legs and you got to look down. Or, you know, mo- you know, even if you're just looking behind your shoulder, if you're coming in a over the middle or you're coming in a bad spot and, you know, there's a defenseman there who's sizing you up, you know, the defenseman passing the puck has to kind of recognize the situation because if you fire that pass, the forward's going to get lit up at center ice. Like, if I'm ever catching a pass like that, I'm assuming that I have open ice to catch that pass. I'm trusting that, you know my defenseman sees that there's nobody there that's going to end my career like Scott Steven did to Eric Lindros. Um, but, you know, it it is part of the game and it does happen and it sucks when it does happen <laughs> because as soon as you hit so hard, you don't know what the hell's going on and you just kind of jump up and look around for a second and try to act cool. But, um, yeah, suicide pass is a, it's a no, no bueno. Oh, there you go. Thanks. I learned There's something today. Good, good hockey terms there. Um, so wait. So before we get out of here, we're we're out of time. But we kind of, I wanted to, we kind of change it up on, change something up. We're we're still, you know, we're season zero. We're preseason before we even get to the Kraken season. So we're we're testing things out here, and so we're we're, we're switching up. Remember that guy for each episode. We're gonna we're gonna kind of talk about our our favorite players or or notable players that we can remember wearing the number of that episode. So today's episode number fifteen. Dan, who's your who's who's your favorite number at number fifteen? My favorite number fifteen, yeah. You know, I did I did try and look up some hockey fifteens to uh, to give me some ideas here. Uh, let's see, but uh, you know, honestly, the first first name that always pops into my head when I just see the number fifteen is mm-hmm. Seattle legend Jermaine Curse. Oh, I love it. Yeah, you know, it's Husky legend Jermaine Curse. Got to go with the Seahawk here. Yeah, local boy. No apologies necessary. <laughs> yeah, what about you? Do you have a favorite number fifteen? Well, I mean, I have wanted. I mean, it's hard to just do better than Jermaine Curse. I saw him <laughs> win the uh, the Holiday Bowl with Jake Locker in person down in San Diego. Me and Brent and Hess drove down to San Diego in the Blazer. Love it. Watched him win the Holiday Bowl. It was great. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, any uh, my favorite number fifteen, Tyler Metcalf, man. Oh, former Thunderbird, Tyler Metcalf. Tyler Metcalf. Love he it. was a Thunderbird Thunderbird Love captain it. his overage year. Uh he was good friends with uh with Ryan Gibbons, so we got to know Tyler pretty well. Um he, I think he's in that he's in one of our Santa pictures, right? I think Tyler's in one of those. Oh, oh yeah, Tyler's in one of those. The one where there's yeah. like four or five of them. Yeah, I think that. Tyler's yeah, yeah. So yeah. uh Ty, Tyler Metcalf ended up having a a long career over there in Europe. He just uh, retired, I think, last year or the year before. He played uh Couple years in, I think University of Alberta. He went somewhere in college, um, but yeah, he he's had a, he had a long like semi pro hockey career, and he's a, an old Thunderbird favorite. So I'll go with Tyler Metcalf. I love it. Not going to knock you for that one. Beautiful. Well, all That's right. How we wrap up number fifteen. So that, about, that about does it for episode fifteen of the Squid Pod. 
Be sure to follow us for more on Twitter at the Squid Pod. Follow Jeremy on Twitter at Jeremy Morse with an underscore. You can follow me on Twitter at Dan Morse with an underscore. Uh, and we will talk to you guys again sometime later in this playoffs. We'll take another crack at it. Go cracking.